fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 Say it with me, fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What is up, fashion besties? I am back, your favorite Holly, the hostess with the mostest, and your favorite personal stylist as always, duh. I have a special guest today, someone I found who felt sorry for me and said, sure, you can interview me. But before we get to the interview, I just want to say, I hope you went back and listened to the episode on the color analysis. And I'm looking it up now because I can't remember what. Oh, here it is. Episode 165, color analysis trend, yay or nay. And because I had my opinion on it, I wanted somebody with a counter opinion, somebody to speak to the other side of color analysis. So I found this brilliant young woman. Um, She is a personal commercial and fashion wardrobe stylist from California. But I want to make sure that everybody understands if y'all haven't bought my book yet, I'm gonna find you because I'm a bit mad. Stop Making These Fashion Mistakes is out on Amazon. It is number one under the style and fashion category for now until somebody writes another book. And then that is number one. So keep me at number one. Make sure you write me a review. Please send it to somebody you love who needs fashion help because don't we all know somebody where you're looking at her and thinking to yourself, girl, no. Okay. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I want to take a huge, huge welcome, applause, miles and tough congratulations to me for landing Abby Young to the show. Welcome, Abby. Hello. Hi, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Abby, I found you because you're fabulous. Duh. And second of all, I did this huge color analysis thing because everybody's talking about it on TikTok. WWD, the publication, asked me to comment on it. And I did comment and I said my piece on that. If y'all have not seen the article, please let me know. Amy's going to plug it in the show notes. It's going to be great. It was a great article. But Abby, let's start from the beginning. I want you to tell us a little bit about you. I think it's totally fucking hilarious that you were an eighth grade teacher and now you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. So please tell us your story. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I am from the Midwest originally, and now I'm in Silicon Valley serving clients all along the West Coast, Washington, SoCal, Arizona, Mexico City even. And as many of you can imagine, it takes a lot of patience to be a middle school teacher, let alone an eighth grade teacher. And I loved what I did. I love teaching, but my passion for fashion kept popping up. So my students would say, Miss Young, I've never seen you repeat an outfit, or it looks like you're walking down the runway every day, which was the aisle of desks. So <laughs> after six years of teaching, I knew that I couldn't give up on my dream to be a fashion stylist. So I made the pivot, made the move, 
And now I've been a stylist for four years now out in California. I love that journey for you because let's be honest, you're probably too hot to be an eighth grade teacher. I'm just saying, okay, not that eighth grade teachers can't be hot. Okay. I want to be very clear about that because when we went, so we're Jews. So we went to services in New York and the rabbi came out at the central synagogue, Rabbi Lisa, and I almost fell over. She was so gorgeous. And I went up to her after the service and I said, I don't want to be rude, but you're the prettiest rabbi I've ever seen. I'm not <laughs> saying rabbis can't be pretty. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but you are gorgeous. She's like, oh my God, you're so sweet. And I was like, I just have never seen a non-homely rabbi. It was amazing. Anyway, back to you. That's so cute. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love what I do. I'm living my dream in the Bay Area. I serve six and seven figure professionals to achieve a powerful, elevated self-image through the power of their wardrobe and help curate stylish and modern brand images for companies at any level. So I'm very excited to talk all things color because I think it really plays a huge part into making someone feel very confident in their self-image. I mean, that was so valuable what you just said. That he just like knocked me over on minute four. Okay. Wow. That was incredible. Talk about the difference between, and I can comment to this because I lived in New York for a very long time and now I live in the South. Let's be honest. Tell us the difference about how women dress in Minnesota. And, or and yes. to where they dress in Southern California. Please tell us the difference. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, Midwest. Wow. I mean, when I knew I wanted to go into fashion styling, I knew that I could not stay in the Midwest, in Minnesota. I mean, Minneapolis and St. Paul, like they are trendy cities. They sure. are cool. Sure. But I knew for fashion, I had to make the move to go to New York or California. Europe, I feel like sets the trends and then the trends trickle into the coasts and then the Midwest gets it after. But in Minnesota, I would say very relaxed. If you're in the city, then it tends to be a little bit more hipster. Mm -hmm, but for mm -hmm. me, I love the beach. My favorite seasons are spring and summer. So I'm like, I knew I needed to be in California with the beach and just to have that relaxed bohemian style. My favorite era is the 70s. So California felt so natural for that. But what I will say, specifically living in Silicon Valley, like this is the heart of tech. People dress so casual. So it's actually not so far off from the Midwest, like here, it's a lot more about quiet luxury. You know, a lot of people have money here, but they aren't going to be showy about it, but they still dress very casual. My own personal style probably fits more so with SoCal, a little bit more edgy and artistic. So my goal here is to inspire people to have a greater style and really see how it can affect you in a positive, positive way if you care about how you dress and feel and look. And I think that's key because a lot of people don't care yeah. or a lot of people don't place the value on that because it's not that important to them. And that is your choice. I always say you don't have to. Your image doesn't have to be the most important thing in your life, but it needs to be 
up there with, you know, top 10. Otherwise, you're out of the game. And if you're out of the game, you just can't play and you're either in it or you're not. So I totally resonate with that. And the fashion besties, who I call my lovely listeners, they resonate with that, too, because they are in the game. They're ready to get in the game. They're tired of being out of the game, right? Exactly. Exactly. What you wear can affect you mentally so much. I was just talking to a local like luxury purse designer here in the Bay this morning, and she specifically curated and designed these purses to help moms like get back in the style game. Like just because you have kids and you're running around doesn't mean you need to give up on yourself throw on this cute little luxury fanny pack and elevate your style, even if you're wearing athleisure. And it it just can make such a difference in how you feel and how you portray yourself to others then. So tell us how you work with clients and how color plays into that. Now, you weren't alive in the 80s. Not mad at you for that. Okay. <laughs> we grew up in the 80s. All the fashion besties grew up in the seven and the seventies and the eighties because we are fashion over 40, way over 40 is what I like to say. But when it first came out, it was something that an image consultant did. And an image consultant was a person who could you could work with, who would tell you your colors, wear this, don't wear that. And that was supposed to lead you down the road of style that everything was okay. And as long as you stuck to those colors, it was a foolproof plan. And I'm just generalizing. I know that it was more than that. But that is, you know, for someone who is not in the fashion world, that's pretty much what it was. So you either did your colors or you didn't. And if you did, you were one of these four things. And if you strayed from that, that was bad. If you stuck with that, that was good. So... Now, I think it's a little bit different for your generation because our generation is left with that stigma like, okay, well, I'm an autumn, so that means I can never wear this and I can never wear that. And I have come up with a little formula that I hope as a style sister you would agree with that we Mm -hmm. don't shop for color. We shop for fit and then we see what colors it comes in and what colors speak to you. But we don't shop for color because then the fit's all wrong. Mm -hmm. So tell us how you guide clients. Tell us why it's important and sort of lead us through somebody who doesn't understand or somebody you're working with for the first time. Yes. So whenever I work with someone for the first time, the first two pieces that I look at are their silhouette and their colors. And those two things I feel like really lay a strong foundation in how I shop for them and then how they can also shop for themselves moving forward. So if you don't know this, colors generally stay the same for about every 10 years. Just as we age, unfortunately, we lose pigmentation in our face. So sometimes the hue or the intensity of a color might change. Like if a dark brown looked good in your 30s, it might be a medium chocolate brown that looks better when you're 60. So I like to test color for a couple of reasons. One, I do believe, and I see it, that certain colors look better on different skin tones. So think of it as if you're getting your colors like looked at at Sephora for makeup, wearing the right colors for makeup is so important. Same with if you're getting your hair done 
you're like, oh, should I get highlights? Should I get lowlights? Should I get red or brown in it? Same with the colors that you wear for clothing. It's just as important, I believe, as makeup color choices and hair color choices because it's how it goes with your skin tone. So when I'm testing colors on clients, we'll look at whether they have cool undertones or warm undertones. And I explain to my clients that it's not an exact science. We cannot, and I do not label people into a specific season like they did in the past. That's very old fashioned. Now we look at all of the colors across all four seasons, as well as whether high or low contrast looks better when thinking about prints, patterns, or stripes, and whether they have a cool or warm undertone. And no one has 100% cool or warm undertones in their skin, but whatever they lean towards, we want to match the undertone of the color. So if they have more cool undertones in their skin, colors with cooler undertones will look better and vice versa. If they have more warm undertones in their skin, then colors with warm undertones will look better. So when we're testing these, I'll literally see crazy red boxes appear on people's foreheads, which we don't want. Some colors Mm. might bring out the under eye, like dark circles, which we don't want as well. And then colors that really don't work with their skin tone will completely wash them out. They'll look like they saw a ghost or, or are sick. So I want my clients to wear colors that really light them up. A lot of the people that I work with are high-level executives or entrepreneurs, and it's important for them to look and feel their best because they're the center of their business. They're front-facing. Colors also hold a lot of psychology. So with my personal clients, if they have a certain speaking engagement coming up, we'll think about what color they should wear and tailor their message in how we want people to perceive them. So for example, blue symbolizes trust. So if you wear blue, I think you can appear more trustworthy to your viewers. Other colors hold other symbolization too. And there's also a crazy weird phenomenon. I'd encourage listeners to look this up. There was a research experiment called enclothed cognition. And it was a test basically testing whether what you wear affects how you feel. So they didn't test color in this experiment, but I believe that what they found can extend to color. So they tested, I believe it was a white lab coat, and they wanted to see whether someone wearing the white lab coat felt more credible and authoritative in it versus someone in a painter's jacket. And sure enough, the person with wearing the white lab coat felt more authoritative and credible and intelligent because of what that clothing piece symbolized. And I believe colors can do the same thing. If I wake up and I'm moody or not in the best mood, I'll purposefully put on a brighter color. Like today it was raining here. I chose a brighter white tweed jacket to wear because I uplifted my mood. It made me feel better. So that's another reason why I think colors are so important for my clients. So what are you using to test this? What is your method? Yes. So specifically for clothing color analysis, I use a set of Italian color drapes. So picture rectangles, the sizes of placemats, and we test 
all four season swatches. So there's about 12 colors per season that we're testing. We also start out with these face cutouts where we can test warm or cool undertone. We test the four seasons with those as well and whether low, medium, or high contrast looks better on their skin. Because I think you guys would agree, you've probably been out and about where maybe you were distracted by what someone was wearing, and you were like distracted by their clothes and couldn't look at their face. It was probably too strong of a contrast, or maybe it was too dull. The ultimate goal when testing colors is we want the attention to be drawn to the person's face versus the color. And we don't want the color or the wrong contrast to create negative effects on their face either. Have you been trained to do this? Like, oh, you've been specifically trained. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So in my fashion stylist certification through the Fashion Stylist Institute based out of Sacramento, yes, I was trained in color analysis, which is a part of the greater, there's a group of It is like image consultants based. So it's based on AICI. So the Association of Image Consultants. And to your point that you made earlier, I don't think there are a lot of fashion stylists doing color analysis. There's actually still more image consultants doing it. But I saw that it was so important. I wanted to integrate it in a more modern way in fashion styling. Asking you this because I want to know. Yeah. A lot of my clients are beginners or they're moderate to starting to get it, drinking the Kool-Aid. Can't, it sounds very confusing. Is it confusing or am I making that up? I think until you do it, it can be confusing because if you tried the different TikTok color analysis filters, they might come out different each time. Maybe you tried something on the web and it gave you a different result. If you're testing yourself on a computer, the screen's colors aren't the same as in person. I agree. I totally agree. And so I think getting your color analysis tested in person is probably the best, and finding someone who's not going to pigeonhole you into one specific season is, is also better. Because at the end of our appointment, the client receives a complete lookbook of all of the colors that work and the colors that don't work because you can still use the colors that don't look best on you just on the lower half of your body, away from your face. Use them as an accessory. or That a is a great... Say that again. You can still wear the colors that don't look the best on you just on the lower half of your body, away from your face. I really like that. I never realized that. It just feels like it's a lot for someone who is maybe just starting their fashion journey or who's struggling to find fit. But again, you're saying it just can't be ignored, right? It cannot be ignored because it really can add that extra subliminal message. Am I hearing you correctly? Yeah, exactly. It can help add a message that you're trying to send to people. Some of my clients, yeah, they're new to style and fashion. They're used to wearing just an achromatic black, white, gray palette, and they're looking to take the next step. And so when we deliver this color report, 
I tell them like, do not feel like you need to wear all of these. Like some of them are like, Ooh, like where should I start? And we usually talk about those two colors. Like, okay, when you go shopping next, look for a midnight blue or look for this royal blue to branch out slowly. But then there's also the clients who are like, Ooh, yeah. Like I want to put, throw on the acid yellow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so Basically, and tell me if I'm hearing this correctly, it's a it's just a guideline, right? Mm-hmm. There's no color police that's going to come after you if you don't stick to your colors. It's yeah. just when you're shopping because you've already educated them about fit and about how to shop and about what their body type is and blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, here's an extra one, two, three. If you have a choice of colors, stick to this is basically what you're saying. Exactly. Just an opportunity to branch out. So if they don't know, and they're so used to just like grabbing that black sweater. So instead, now we know whether that dark brown or the navy is better. And then they can add in one new color into their closet. What makes a color, oh, you had said this before, sorry, better than others. If it washes you out, tell us again. Yeah. So the bad signs when we're testing colors are anything that washes you out. So your face literally gets whiter than your natural coloring. Anything that adds dark circles under your eyes or bags under your eyes, we want to avoid anything that causes splotchiness. So if your skin tone all of a sudden looks uneven, maybe you have red lines or even red splotches appear, red boxes or golden highlights, we want to avoid that as well. Wow. Okay. So in the last podcast, I did um, an app and I basically ripped it apart is what I did. Because again, if you aren't sure about fashion style, it just leads you down a road that it's it still makes you question what you're doing. That's all. I like to give people solid answers so there is no black and white. You know, it is, excuse me, there is black and white. It's either A or B. I usually let people choose their own colors and people always ask me about color. What is some advice that people who have never done this before, tell us how to do it. Obviously we do it with you. But how to not do it, like the digital way is how not to do it or an AI, right? Tell us some other ways that aren't as concrete as your way. Yes, I get a lot of clients who've gone down the rabbit hole of testing on TikTok with AI Mm -hmm. on internet, and it just leaves them more confused because you really need a trained eye. Not every client that I test sees what I see. Like when they see it, I'm like, oh, yay, this is amazing. But other clients are like, I have no clue. I can't even see it. Like we all see color differently. Agreed. Yeah, it can be. It's so important to find someone in person. And so if you don't live next to a color analysis person that's yeah, near you, or maybe you, it just doesn't work to fly them out or fly to them. Think about what colors light you up. Think about what colors might be the next step. So if you're usually used to the navies, what about a royal blue, like different variations or a Brighton blue of the colors you're already used to look at other hues 
that you could move towards because chances are you probably look good in those hues too. And I have an, a secret tip that I'll share with you guys too. So- Hot tip. Yes. So when you're shopping for yourself, so this is going to be in person, or if you order something to your house, unpack it and test it on yourself, but stand in front of the mirror with the item. And again, we're talking tops up. If you, if pink doesn't look good on you, you can wear pink on the bottom. Right. If we're testing a new color that you've never worn, stand in front of the mirror, hold the top up on you close your eyes. And then when you open your eyes, watch where your eyes go first. So do your eyes go to your face first or do your eyes go to the shirt first? If your eyes go to your face first, that's an, that's a great sign that your face is taking the attention. It's holding its natural coloring. We, because we want the viewer's eyes to go to your face. If your eyes go to that shirt first, that color is the wrong color. It might be too low of a contrast, too high of a contrast, or just the wrong color in general. So then I would say, encourage you not to wear it. Okay. So I would like to ask about people that are, I don't want to say afraid to branch out, but who are stuck. And I always wear black. I always wear this. Because I see that a lot, especially with people with body issues or body, they think they have body issues. How do you break someone of that? Do you just, I mean, I know it's probably baby steps, but you know, how do you deal with that? Yes. I tend to stick with the winter palette across the board, the winter jewel tones. So think like sapphire and emerald and ruby. All of those jewel tones are a part of our cool, deep, rich winter palette. And those colors are the most versatile across all skin tones. So if you can't get tested for colors, then look at those winter colors, like Google the winter palette, see what you're gravitating towards and try one of those colors. Um, a lot of people are on Zoom for work these days. Winter colors show up the best on camera as well. So it's a win-win. If you got to be on, if you want a new top and you're worried about what might look good, go for a winter color. And if you're going to be on Zoom for work, wear a winter color there too. So you don't have to wear black all the time to be slim right? You you really don't. That doesn't necessarily, it might make you feel better, but it does, it's not necessarily making you look slimmer is your argument, correct? You know, black, because black absorbs light, it does have that effect, like making you look slimmer, but there's a lot of other colors that can do that too, like midnight navy, dark chocolate. Some of my clients that I've tested, black is actually not one of their best colors. And I'm so glad that we tested them because they should really be targeting midnight, you know, navy blue and dark chocolate as the best colors for them. Let's go back. You were talking about undertones. Can you explain a little bit about saturation and undertone, please? Yes, yes. So some of you guys might have experienced this when figuring out which color jewelry to wear. So like gold or silver, maybe you're at like a little 
jewelry party and they tested your undertones. So it's similar to that where we're testing whether a warm based color, think of your gold jewelry, looks mm-hmm. better, or a cool based color, think of silver jewelry, looks better. One interesting thing we also test is metallics. So we do look at silver and gold and rose gold, copper, bronze, and navy at the end of testing our seasonal palettes to determine which look looks good as well. But the interesting thing about wearing metallics, and not to not to confuse you anymore, but the metallics don't ascribe to any specific undertone. So what's really interesting, and this might be good for you guys to hear too, is if you have cool undertones, you'd probably automatically assume silver jewelry is going to look better. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's actually gold. So having your metallics and jewelry tested is is going to be another beneficial tool as well. So you can't automatically assume just because you have warm undertones, gold is going to be better on you. It might just be too much for your skin. Is it rude? I mean, because this is a safe space. Yeah. Is it rude to ask you how much a typical, you don't have to tell us what you charge, but what is a typical color analysis testing process? How how much is that going to run us? Yeah. Typical color analysis is around 300. And how long is it? Is it an hour? Is it a two hours? Yeah. The color analysis process is about 30 to 45 minutes. And then clients receive their color analysis report anywhere from a week to two weeks later. And so is it when you give, like, say if I did it and I, and I get my report, do you still help me or does our relationship end there? It all depends on what the client wants. So if the client specifically just wants color analysis, or maybe they just want to try us out or a lot, some clients are comfortable doing their own closet edit or their own shopping, then they'll use it as a guide. They're like, yay, I have my color analysis guide. Now I'm going to go edit my own closet and shop for myself. Our other clients are like, yes, I'm glad I have this. I can give it to my husband or my family when they're shopping for presents for me. But for my own wardrobe, I want you to do the heavy lifting, edit my closet and shop for me based on those, these results. Now, the results, is it just for clothing or is it for clothing and makeup? Just for clothing. Oh, it's just for clothing. Do you do a separate one for makeup? I have two amazing makeup and hairstylists that I work with to refer for specific makeup and hair. At least like two to three times a year, we have these special color analysis days where we'll have all three of us in. People can choose a la carte to do hair clothing, makeup, color analysis, or do all three as a package, which is really fun because then I talk with my hair and makeup gals like, okay, did you find like cool undertones? Cause a lot of times it'll overlap. Yes, they have cool undertones. And then they'll specifically recommend different makeup and hair based on that. So it all comes together. Just imagine how good you can look knowing your colors for all three. (laughs) Is it your colors? You had said every 10 years, is that your colors forever? 
or not forever. Subjective. Yeah. You can pretty much use this forever, but I've sometimes it'll change slightly just due to aging. So I've, I've heard of people in their 60s and they're like, you know what? Like, I have no idea why this color isn't working anymore. It's just because their face facial coloring has changed. Think about how much sun exposure someone has had, you know, when they're older compared to when you're younger. And so we retest the colors, but typically it's a matter of a couple small changes. I see. So can you do it to yourself? Do you you do it to yourself? Obviously, you do it to your besties, you do it to your friends. Yes. And they're like, damn it, I love this color. And now you're telling me it doesn't look good. That that's gotta be a dream crusher right there for you to be like, mm, you shouldn't be wearing that. Um, but again, it is just a guideline as any style advice is or makeup advice or hair advice. It's just really popular because this generation has not heard of it before. And it used to be super in and the it trend and then it just died. And I had also said in my article, I don't know why it died. Maybe it was the rise of the punk movement. Maybe it was the rise of fast fashion. It, there could have been a million things of why it just sort of fell out of style per se, but now it's back and it certainly can't hurt if you want to do it. Right. But it's, it's not hard and fast where you're going to, you know, the, the style police is going to come rest, you know, arrest you if you're not wearing the right colors. It's really just to help you take that next step. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a super detailed type A analytical person, I think this is for you, right? Yes, I 100%, 100% agree. And it has happened where I'm doing a closet edit with someone, we're editing out the colors that we just tested that don't work. And they're like, I just bought this. Right. <laughs> Again, I'm like, don't worry. Like, I'm not the fashion. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's ways to play with it. Throw a vest over that color, yeah. throw a scarf over it to minimize its effect on your face. Generally, the people that are looking at you aren't going to be like, oh my God, what are they wearing? That's <laughs> the wrong color for them. But the flip side, when you are wearing a color that looks really good on you, people will notice. So I Agreed. think it has more positive effects than negative. I think this has been very helpful and very informative. I would love to do it, but you're in California. So the next time I'm in California, I will hire you to do it for me. Yes. Because I don't think, and I stand by this, that the app, an app is good enough. I think That's it, awesome. sure, it could probably lead you in the right direction, but you have to, if you want to take your car engine apart and read how to put it back together, go for it. Right. But I'm not that kind of person. And I don't want to guess. I don't want to read about it. And I certainly don't want to take four hours out of my life to, to fucking figure it out how to do it. I want you to tell me in my training, in my professional opinion, this is what I would do if I had your skin tone, your eye color, blah, 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 blah. And I can take that and use it or not. That's It's really what it is. You pay for it to have the knowledge and you hope that it is true. And I'm assuming that it would be. But I think it's a really nice thing to do. I do stand corrected fashion besties, but my stipulation and my hard line is do not do it as an app. Hire yeah. someone like Abby in your area. 
you can certainly call her or email her and say, hey, I live in Paducah, Kentucky or whatever. Who's the closest person? I have people call me all the time because I'm like, you know, I yell at people about bras, about getting the right bra. And then people are like, I live so-and-so, where do I go? And I'm like looking up places, you know, for them to go. So I totally get it. But anyway, how can we find you? Thank you so much. Yes. Find me, follow me on Instagram, Abby Young Styling. My website is the same, abbyyoungstyling.com. If you go to my website, check me out, download my free style guide. Oh, I love that. Some tips and tricks on what to wear for specific events. I love that. Thank you so much. Leave us with, and I'm sure you're on Instagram, Facebook, all that. And leave us with like a truth bomb, a fashion mantra, a style mantra. Mine is you must elevate your style with your age because if you don't, then you're stuck. What is your mantra that you tell people? Oh, I love that. My mantra is at the end of the day or when in doubt on what to wear, wear something that brings you confidence. Whether you are sure or not that it looks good or it's the right color, wear something that you feel confident in when you leave the house because mentally you'll feel more confident and people will see that. So even if it's the wrong outfit, if you can rock it with confidence, it'll look good. Love that. We've had such a joyous time talking to you, Abby. You're so full of information and you're such an important stylist. And thank you for the work that you do and the women that you do help. I hope that you will come back again and enlighten us on the Fashion Crimes podcast about something else that we don't know about. Because just like myself and all the fashion besties, we are learning. And I'm never here to say that I certainly know everything about fashion and style. So I love learning from people like you about what we don't know, what we can improve on. And I'm certainly wearing a dress that is very colorful. Should I be wearing this color? I don't know. Um, um, she'll tell me. Oh, she just gave me a thumbs up. So I really love this dress. I get a lot of compliments on it, but I do love color, but I do wear a lot of black. Let's be honest, because I just do. But anyway, Abby Young, thank you so much. Please follow her on Instagram. Make sure you download her free style guide. We are now style sisters and she is part of the Fashion Bestie crew. So she will be listening and helping you guys out. If you have any questions for Abby, please email them to her or email them to me and I will pass them on to her because we support women own small businesses. That's what we do here at the Fashion Crimes Podcast because your success is our success. And I want to thank you so much for joining us and really giving us all this great fashion talk. As long as you'll come back, I'll let you go. Yes. Thank you so (laughs) much for having me. Yes. I'd be so happy to be back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abby Young Styling. We really appreciate it. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Email me. I have so many people that have been emailing me. I have so many shout outs. That's going to be on the podcast next week. But y'all have a great, fashionable, fabulous week. And thank you so much again to Abby Young, style and color expert, for joining us. Y'all take care and make sure you hit me up. Bye.